Hello and welcome to Mr. Mar's History Podcast. Google Mr. Mar History to get more help with Nationals Higher and Advanced Higher History. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the impact that Britain's involvement in the Atlantic slave trade had on individual towns, cities and people in Britain. Given Britain's involvement in the Atlantic slave trade, it's no surprise to find that many people hugely benefited from this, and the same is also true of cities. There were a variety of cities benefited, but in particular London, Bristol and Liverpool had a key role, and in Scotland, Glasgow was heavily involved as well. London um, in the 1600s was the only British city that had been allowed to trade African slaves. And even after other cities were eventually allowed to be involved in this trade as well, London continued to be a major port for slave ships to dock in. The slave trade also had another effect on businesses in London, which allowed people to set up these businesses, many of which still exist today. Financial organisations such as Lloyd's, Barclays, Barings and the Bank of England were set up to provide finance to merchants, and in some cases were set up using the funds which were made from slave trade. Bristol also played a key role in the Atlantic slave trade. In particular, large numbers of slave ships left from Bristol. The city would also sell the products that were grown by the slaves. Many buildings and industries, including sugar refining and glassmaking, were set up based on Bristol's slavery role, and all of this created employment within the town. However, there is an argument that the city which benefited most from the Atlantic slave trade was Liverpool. Liverpool became the main British port for slave ships to sail from and come back to. As a result, it had a massive shipbuilding industry, which created jobs for people in Liverpool. The city also sold many of the products that were grown by the slaves. It wasn't just English cities that benefited. Scotland had a key role as well, in particular Glasgow. Many of the merchants that built parts of Glasgow did so using money from tobacco and sugar. For instance, in Glasgow's Merchant City, you can see many names associated with either the trade or the individual people. There was a small number of slave ships left from the city as well, although none after 1766, suggesting this is a more limited aspect. Manchester was involved in the slave trade, although not directly with slaves. For instance, a major industry in Manchester were the mills that produced cloth, and this was largely thanks to the cotton that was produced from slaves. As well as cities, there were a great number of individual British merchants that made a great deal from the slave trade. This was either because they were involved in selling slaves themselves, or involved in trading the goods and the products that the slaves were used to grow. Thomas Leyland was one such man. He became Liverpool's richest man, and had started out as a small-time merchant, but soon expanded his business to sell slaves. He, unsurprisingly, was particularly opposed to the debate that slavery should be abolished. In Scotland, there were a variety of such men as well. Sir James Stirling of Keir came from Perth, and his family owned a large number of slave plantations in Jamaica, whilst Richard Roswald was a Scottish merchant who set up one of the most active slave trading posts in Africa. He also owned a large number of slave ships as well. 